Well, hi, everyone, and welcome back to this week's sermon chat. I'm here with Amanda today. Yes, woohoo. And we're going to talk about her sermon from Sunday. It's a girls' party. We kicked Pastor Steve out. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. We'll welcome him. He'll be back. He'll be back. So your sermon on Sunday mm-hmm. kicked off a new sermon series on yes. Parables of the Kingdom. It did an excellent sermon series. I think we had like a special person develop this one, <laughs> if I remember correctly. I wonder who that was. <laughs> yes, you did a great yes. job developing the series. And I'm really you. looking forward to our time. Our time, and I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, thank you. I think so, too. I'm excited to see how it all unfolds over the next few weeks and and yeah. I thought you did a great job mm-hmm. introducing us to uh, parables and what they are and how Jesus uses them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, it was great it was a great oh, intro thanks. into the whole series and your parable this time um, was the one about the seeds yes, and the soil, and the, soil. Mm-hmm. The, the sower yeah. um, and uh, so you talked a lot about um, how we respond to the kingdom. Yeah. Yes. One. Yeah. And whether, you know, we are receptive mm-hmm. to the message of the kingdom of heaven, to the gospel, um, or whether we reject that message. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which there's a lot in that. There is. There's, there's a lot so in much. that. And it's there's a big one I to think start that's with. the hardest part of the parables is there's <laughs> so many different directions you can yeah. go. But just narrowing it down to <laughs> to just one sermon. Yeah. yeah. So did you find that, you know, we, we talk about leaving things on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm, did you mm-hmm. find that you left a lot this time or no? Um, not specifically. It was more, it happened earlier on, I think, you know, we're trying to figure out what direction to go. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and then having to really hone in, Good. hone in there and then really feeling led um, by God to look at the either receiving the kingdom or not, mm-hmm. not receiving the kingdom. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Well, I thought you did a great job of um, pointing out the different uh, responses and uh, how people can or, mm-hmm. you know, may not choose to yeah. respond to God's word as the seed there. So Yeah, I think it's one of those concepts that, Sometimes when we read it, we read something into it that isn't there. As mm-hmm. in, we almost put God as the one deciding, like, well, mm-hmm. this person's going to be receptive and respond well, or this person, and then this person's going to reject it. When I don't think that's the case, I think that's more uh, on us. Mm-hmm. We are the one doing a lot of that, right. of that choosing. So it's not, they can the Kingdom parables can sound kind of judgmental almost mm-hmm. or a little bit mm-hmm. harsh yep. um, when I think it's more Jesus teaching this is the way that things are going to be, not because I am putting people in these categories, mm-hmm. but because people are able to make their own decisions and their mm-hmm. own choices. Mm-hmm. And then there are things that will happen because of those choices right. um, rather than him being the one to kind of judge us in that in that way. We do get judged, but it's again based on our our responding. Yeah. That's great. Well and, and we're gonna see a lot more about that as we go through mm-hmm. this series too and some more of the yes. other parables. But I think that leads us into our first question really well too. 
So I'm just going to read um, what our questioner okay. wrote here, and then we can kind of yeah, break it down a little it. bit and, and um, answer his questions. So uh, he writes, you did deal with this just a bit near the end of your sermon, but the parable of the soil is problematic in that raw soil cannot help what it is, rather hard path, thorn-infested, shallow, etc. It requires an external agent to fix it, the soil. So, and then he writes, yet the parable really seems accusatory in that it is your fault for the soil that you are. Please elaborate. Mm. So there's there's actually several different things here. Yeah. Um, and th- the first thing is has to do with parables itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, so let, let's talk about that just a little bit. He says the parable is problematic. Yeah. And I think we find that a lot of parables seem mm-hmm, very problematic mm-hmm, to us, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a lot of different reasons behind that. You mm-hmm. know, some some of the time it's because Jesus is tackling a tough topic and it's mm-hmm. one that sort of makes us cringe, go into that clenching space, like, oh, this is a hard truth or a hard reality. And then I think there are other times that we read into the illustration. Mm -hmm. You know, we like to take, and I've heard so many preachers do this um, over the years, we like to take these illustrations and say, okay, Jesus took it this far, but now I'm going to take it about 14 steps further. (laughs) Because the Mm -hmm. reality is there are no perfect illustrations. Um, There just aren't. And so they all have their limits and their boundaries. And so for us to faithfully preach or learn about these, we have to be intentional not to take the illustration farther than Jesus did himself. Right. And right. and that can be a hard one. Um, you know, and I think if we go to like the external agent, all of those things, those are, it's great to consider, but we have to be really mindful to keep keep it to what Jesus taught and mm-hmm. and what Jesus said. And so if Jesus didn't take it there, you know, neither, yeah. neither can we. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great. So, um, then, then when we get to the idea of what kind of soil mm-hmm. we are, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. That's a really interesting point where, you know, this person asked, you know, the soil can't control what kind of soil they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, Yes and no is what I would say. Um, you know, in our life and our experiences, we don't get to determine our starting points. Mm-hmm. We don't get to determine things like our family of origin, the home we grew up in, or the influences that were around us. Um, and we don't get to necessarily determine all of those things, mm-hmm. but we do get to determine how we respond. And yeah. that's where we do have some control. And so, you know, I've, I've seen this so much in my tra- trauma knowledge and mm-hmm, learning about mm-hmm. trauma parenting and trauma-informed ministry. Um, and there's a phrase that I came across that I really, that I think really speaks to this. And it's this idea that whatever happened to us to, you know, in our past, it wasn't our fault, but healing 
is our responsibility. Mm -hmm. And so while we, like for me, I think about, I didn't grow up in a home where we went to church outside of Christmas and Easter. Um, And so I could justify and say, well, I didn't grow up, you know, going to church. And so I've turned out okay. Uh, (laughs) But instead, I'm here with my kids and my husband every week almost. You know, we're here. And I think it's because we have the opportunity, regardless of our circumstances, Mm -hmm. um, regardless if we might have grown up with a lot of rockiness or a lot of thorns, we do have an opportunity uh, to to choose differently. Mm -hmm. And... Um, you know, again, I don't want to take take the illustration farther than than Jesus did, but I think that's really the point. There mm-hmm. is no, we don't necessarily determine how we start, but as we respond to the kingdom, to the gospel, mm-hmm. then we it will transform us. It will right. change change us. Yeah, great. Yeah. So if we look at the idea, um, our our questioner here brought up the idea of for soil. So I think the other part of parables is they're not necessarily a literal thing yes, always, yes, right? So absolutely. Again, there's a little bit of give and take there. But um, when, when we think about this idea of an external agent mm-hmm. to fix soil, yes. Um, we we have one in we this do. parable, Absolutely. actually. Mm-hmm. It, it might look a little bit different from what we would expect mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. external agent to be. Like, like I I think when we're, um, you know, gardening or farming, we're going to add things like um, compost right. or, you know, that those other things mm-hmm. that you do to mm-hmm. kind of help soil be a little bit better. I mean, yeah. especially if At least if most people do. I always yeah. intend to, and then I just forget. <laughs> and so I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I have to say last year my garden was a little bit sad yeah. for that very reason actually. <laughs> it yeah. didn't it didn't really do all that well, but <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. You know, we have to remember that um the powerful element in mm-hmm. this parable is not the soil itself. Right. The changing agent is the seed. The seed. And we know the seed is the gospel is Jesus mm-hmm. is the message um, of truth that that he proclaims, yeah. because that is a transformational message. Uh, it it will reshape and refine and really bring about big changes mm-hmm. as far as we will allow it to. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so really, mm-hmm. it's the seed that is coming in. Yeah, to to make the difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, as the word. Yeah, and I think, you know, I really, I appreciate um, his honesty and mm-hmm. talking about you know, the parable seems accusatory. You yeah. Know, like it is your fault because I think we're going to have to sit in some of that discomfort mm-hmm. and uh, that's where we have the opportunity to really examine those feelings that mm-hmm. it brings up. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, if we feel accused, then taking the lens of, okay, so I feel like Jesus is attacking here. Mm-hmm. Now, do I know that to be in Jesus's character and how <laughs> Jesus speaks to me? Right. No, right. I know that's not how Jesus responds to me. And so taking that absolute truth and saying, well, how do I hold these two? And mm-hmm. so that's where we we have to cling to the truth and know that Jesus speaks hard truth in love. Right. And that when we consider it from that way, rather than condemning the other kinds of soil, 
you know, mm-hmm. I would I would say that Jesus still speaks hope and life and uh, yeah. He's he's really getting us to the point of digging deeper into our own yes. selves and yes. the way that mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. way that we think, the way that we respond yeah. to things or yes. to other people yes. or situations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um you know, how open are we to God's word? Absolutely. How open are we to the Holy Spirit working within us? Yes. How open are we to um, seeing God's mm-hmm. activity mm-hmm. in our life and in the world around us? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a great point. Yeah. I agree completely. Great. Any yeah. other thoughts on this question? No, I just, I think that's, I don't know. It's, it's a great, it's a, a great question. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think, you know, they're right on that as much as it feels at first, like Jesus might be saying, well, the kind of soul you are is, is your fault. Mm-hmm. I would say kind of, you know, it, the reality is we don't choose our starting point, but yeah. we get to choose who we are becoming. Right. Okay. So we have another question yes. from one of our congregation members. And a deep thinker. It is, it is a very <laughs> deep thinker. In fact, um, the question takes up an entire page. <laughs> Which is great. It is. I um, love it. And there's a lot of different things in here um, that we can touch on. And, and there is one big main question, mm-hmm, I think, mm-hmm. that she's, she's really asking in this um, whole thing. But um, the first thing that kind of stood out to me as I was reading this question, um, she, first she says, thank you for an excellent sermon this mm-hmm. morning. Um, your explanation about the one who has and the one who does not have was very helpful. I actually really appreciated that myself when I was listening to um, your sermon because I thought, okay, that really makes it very clear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we talk about, you will succeed in preaching when you preach to yourself as well. And I know when I read through it, that's one of those that it kind of, it pushes up against my sense of fairness. Mm -hmm. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, what's the story here? And so I figured if I have that question, chances are good other people do as well. That's great. No, I think it, I think it really did help. Um, So her question, she says, she says it's, not directly about the sermon, but is more on a tangent, but Mm -hmm. I think it actually fits quite well with your sermon. Yeah, Um, I agree. So she brings up the question about theology and uh, theology specifically as connected with love. And if I'm, if I'm reading this right, I'm I'm kind of seeing that um, she's, there's a little bit of a disconnect here between Mm -hmm. theology and love. Mm. And so, um, how, what would you say to that in that um, she says, one, uh, it seems like theology without love does not matter. And I would I would push against that a little bit. So w- what would you say? Yeah, well, I know she referenced um, in First Corinthians, you know, where it talks mm-hmm. about all of doing all of these things, prophesying and if they are done without love, you know, they're like a clanging gong and aren't useful. And I think, I think here really what she is talking about is right believing or having the appropriate beliefs and Mm -hmm. our head knowledge Mm -hmm. and then right living or appropriately living out what we have experienced and seen and living in grace Mm -hmm. and, living in the kingdom really. Yeah. And so 
where we might try to think, well, that head, heady understanding, the academic scholarly stuff, you know, is, can be, you know, kind of separated. The reality is if we look at it from the lens of God is love. Mm -hmm. And so if theology is our understanding or our belief about God, then those two are inextricably joined. They cannot be separated. Um, And so I think, I think for us, it's just kind of defining what, what theology means. And Mm -hmm. because theology does matter, it does matter what we believe about God. Mm -hmm. Now, are we going to have perfect theology? No, absolutely. But we know when we start with God is love, then that is starting with good theology. And um, yeah, it's, it's a difficult task. And Mm -hmm. I think especially the church in the West, the church in America, we like to stay in that head space. We like to stay with, well, you know, okay, you're Lutheran, you're Baptist. So very different because we have different (laughs) theologies, different understandings Mm -hmm. of who God is or how God works. But, in reality, when we look at it from the idea that God is love and that love is the universal power um, mm-hmm. behind and really driving factor behind God, then I think we would say, yes, theology does matter because there's so many people who try to throw that out and who try <laughs> to say, well, we need to, you know, speak speak this kind of fire and brimstone message and we need to convict people of their sin or point out their sin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not, not how we saw Jesus operate with those who were lost. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So moving on then in, into more of her question, th- this is where she actually brings up, okay, this whole idea of Christians living in love. And she says, we say they will know us by our love, which comes from John 13, 35, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. That, which is great. Um, but her observation here, if, I, if I'm understanding this correctly, is that she sees people in the, in the greater world, right? Yeah. Christians and those who are not Christians mm-hmm, or non-believers, mm-hmm. um, both can act in love, right? Yeah. We see Christians who are loving and Christians who are not so yep. loving. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We see the unbelieving people who are loving. Yeah. Very much so yep. oftentimes mm-hmm. and ones who are not. Yes. And so um, she says, it seems to me there are plenty of people who are kingdom living, mm-hmm. which is what we've, we're talking yep. about, mm-hmm. who are not Christians and lots of people who claim to be Christians who are not kingdom living. Hmm. So does the know us by our love corollary even still apply? Hmm. Okay, this is this is a pretty deep question. It is. And it, it pops in on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but how do we put that all together yeah. um, with living in the kingdom mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or not? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that's where we as people uh, have a tendency and desire to like to categorize other people <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, and so it gets confusing for us, especially as we talk about this idea of living in the kingdom and receiving God's kingdom, because we do know there are people out there who 
would say, I do not profess Jesus. Mm-hmm. I don't believe there is any truth in, <clears throat> in that message. And who are caring for their neighbors and showing up for their community and really seeking to love other people. Mm-hmm. And so then <clears throat> it does beg the question, okay, well, how does that work? Yeah. And I think the answer <clears throat> in some ways is, is kind of simple because as much as they may not acknowledge or receive the kingdom, they have been created by God. Right. You know, we are all created by God in the image and likeness of God. And so I would argue that their desire to love and serve their community and desire to love and serve others, even if they don't profess Christ, does come from God. Mm. Now, getting into the specifics of that, you know, whether Mm -hmm. it's an indwelling of the Holy Spirit or an outward dwelling, but we, and scripture supports this idea. You know, I think of uh, illustrations I use often when I talk about preaching is if God can use a donkey to preach, (laughs) to speak, you know, on, on God's behalf, then God can also use me. And just as God can also use someone who is outside the kingdom mm-hmm. um, to to spread love. Yeah. And, you know, I think <clears throat> the difference is in the truths that we see in the kingdom parables about the results of that. You know, where other faiths would say, well, that those acts of love and those acts mm-hmm. of service are enough to you know, join someone to God. I don't know that, I don't think scripture gets us there. Um, But I think the flip side of that is also important that when we have people who are even self-proclaimed atheists out there reflecting the love of God more accurately, the church has some work to do. (laughs) We have, you know, some real progress, some opportunity for growth, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. And it's important it's important to consider that yeah, and to, to really ask ourselves how we are showing up, how we are reflecting that love and even asking, would someone know that I love God by how I'm living, by how I'm interacting with those who I come into contact with? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't always like the way I would have to answer that about right? myself. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I agree. I, I remember having, <clears throat> excuse me, I remember having a conversation with someone one time that I had literally just met. Yeah. We were, I don't even remember where we were, um, but we were talking and and um, I, I, all of a sudden I had this, this urge to just blurt out and I did. I just blurted it out. Um, I'm a Christian. <laughs> And, and it was funny because I'm sitting there going, where did that come from? Yeah. Right? But she looked at me and she smiled and she said, oh, I know, I can tell. Mm. And I was really, you know, I remember feeling really shocked that that it was something that was obvious to yeah. her. Right? Yeah. And yet, shouldn't it be? Mm. Mm-hmm. I know that I've had plenty of days where someone could have looked at me and said, really, you're Christian? Yes. Yeah. You're not acting like it right now. Yes. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but to be able to recognize that in someone else is, yeah, is, um, I think, a, a way of knowing whether or not we are living in mm-hmm, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, there are days we live better in it than yes. others. Yes. 
yeah. Even as Christians. Absolutely. I would, yeah, especially, I think, yeah. <laughs> as Christians. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's, um, she makes a point here in, in the end of her um, note that sometimes we're awfully arrogant and pat ourselves on the back because mm-hmm. we are Christians. Yes. And here I am. I'm doing the good love thing. Right, right. Um, you know, but are we always doing it with the right motivation or the right perspective yeah. mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. what God is asking us to do in yeah. our response to his love for us? Yeah, well, and I think in those times and opportunities where we have the chance to serve and love others, mm-hmm. we are quick to put ourselves in the role of the hero yeah. and the role of the savior. Right. Um, when in reality, in order for us to live out this idea of love, we have to remember who the source is and who the hero of this story is. <clears throat> you know, yeah. as much as we know and appreciate um, in our heads that God is love, how we know that that's true is in how we live it out, mm-hmm. how we really proclaim that God is love by how we view the world and especially its brokenness and especially, you know, the harder, harder places and people um, to love. And I think that's where we get to remember that all people, there's no single person in human history who has not been created and loved by God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about this even, it's been a while now, but on a previous podcast, but it's important for us to remember that and to remember that there are times that atheists can look more, you know, God imprinted than, than the Christian. And I know that breaks my heart. And I would imagine that that breaks God's heart as well, because mm-hmm. it's so easy for us to uh, turn people against, <laughs> against the idea of Jesus in how we act I know my husband um, was an IT person for a local company here, and they had a contract with a church in the area, and they used to draw straws as to who had to deal with this church because the pastor there was so aggressive and unkind and would just lay into whatever IT person (laughs) took that call. And it, when I heard that, I would just remember thinking, Oh, that's just, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like we are supposed to be the light and bringing that hope and truth. And, and it's so easy, you know, for us to get in those spaces where we, we forget that and Mm -hmm. we don't live it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, sad. Yeah, yeah. But the the reality is, you know, similarly, I have those moments as well. And we all have the choice um, to live more into the kingdom or mm-hmm. less. And I think that's where this idea, this <clears throat> picture of soil, that's kind of what Jesus is talking about. And um, that we have the choice to to help our, to let ourselves be receptive, to mm-hmm. live with open hands to what God has for us. Yeah. There's one last thing I just want to pull yeah. out from your sermon. Um, <clears throat> and that was at the very end, you talked about uh, remembering that the yield is the work of God mm-hmm. and not the work of the sower. Mm-hmm. 
I think that's really an important thing to remember. I mean, we have the commission to go out yeah. and share the gospel and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's really God's work to change the lives of the people that we're sharing that with. Yeah. Not some it's it's important that we're sharing it. Absolutely. Yes, yes. But really it's God that's bringing people to himself. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. can you just talk on that a little bit more? Yeah. Too? Yeah, certainly. You know, as people, we like to be in control and we like to <laughs> Really? I, know, I didn't know that. New information for all of us. <laughs> and I think that uh, so we like to have the visible, tangible results. And so often to stick with this soil and all of this, that work is like long and arduous. Mm -hmm. I think about how Mm -hmm. many months and months have to go into farming and how short and brief the time of growth and harvest is when we compare that to all the time that's been put in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and we see this in scripture too. Paul talks about, you know, to some, it will be to plant seeds, some water, you know, and, and some will reap the harvest, but it's God who provides that, that growth. Mm-hmm. And we can bring, I think that's where as people, we can try to say, okay, if I just create this amazing ministry, this amazing program, then certainly that will result in, mm-hmm. you know, all of these incredible people, like all these people coming to God and, yeah. That's just not not how it works. We don't have the perspective that God does. And we don't have um, the view of time that God Mm -hmm. does. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think of a friend of mine and um, her daughter married married a man who um, did not profess or know Jesus, did not grow up in that. And um, they've been married for a number of years now. And... Her family has just continued to pour into him, continued to um, show him grace and continued to do that. And it, what finally was a turning point for him, he was driving down the road and her felt like he heard God's voice clearly say, you are being a jerk and I don't want that for you. And (laughs) so now could they have said that to him? Yes. Would that have gone the same way? No. No. You know, instead they... Over time, just over and over, faithfully mm-hmm. and obediently showed up mm-hmm. and loved him and showed him what it looked like to live in the kingdom. Mm-hmm. So then when he was ready, when that time happened, he knew where to go and yeah. he hadn't been damaged by these people who said, well, you don't profess God, so you are out. They yeah. he, he didn't have to work through rejection um, instead he was ready, ready mm-hmm. to bloom. And it's been amazing to hear how God has bloomed yeah. in his life then. Well, think about think about a seed and how it grows, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. When it's in the soil, there's so much that has to happen right. inside yeah. first before yeah. you start to see that little sprout that mm-hmm. finally comes up out of the soil, yes, right? Yes. There's roots that are growing. Yeah. There's things that are happening um, down in there before we see yes. that actual growth coming out. Yep. And, and again, I, you know, the Holy Spirit works within us to yeah. change us. And that, that's, an, that's a lot of internal mm-hmm. work. That's mm-hmm. a lot of things that's happening inside that, um, that we don't always often see. And so 
we might even be judging someone else based on mm. what we're seeing externally, but we don't know what God is working on inside them. Right. And mm. um, and I, I think that. even as we're, you know, looking at the world around us and we see these people living out love who we think are not Christians. Yeah. Yes, that, that very well could be the case, but we also don't know what God is doing already in mm-hmm, their lives mm-hmm. to to change them. Yes, so or who God will bring. Even, that could even be happening, and we just yeah. don't see that. Yeah, or who God will bring to them a month from now or six months or a year mm-hmm, down the road and mm-hmm. how that will all play out. Yeah. Yeah, and I think um, this person's questions that we were talking about will also be answered well in this coming this coming yes. sermon, you know, this week we get to hear about the wheat and the weeds mm-hmm. and Pastor Steve will be preaching that. And we had a little preview of it this morning as we were yep. talking through it's gonna be great. the outline with it and it'll be a good one. It's going to be, be a great. good one. Yeah. So, uh, that, that's a, a good encouragement to yeah. stick with this yes. <laughs> uh, series as we continue on. Uh, through the different parables, because the, I think we're going to find that they're kind of going to build on each other mm-hmm, a little mm-hmm. bit, and we'll get a little bit more and a little bit more each week. Yeah. So awesome. Hope that hope that you will continue to join us on Sundays. Yes. Uh, for this series, it's going to go for a few more weeks, mm-hmm. and um, we love to get your questions. These were great today, and and um, you know it's it's a great thing when we can take away something from a sermon that we want to dig into a little yes, bit more and work through is. for ourselves, which I think is evidence of what's happening here. Yeah. I so love it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, anything else you want to add before we no, I close think, up I today? think we pretty much hit it. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, my allergy voice is um, <laughs> working. It's uh, usual <laughs> magic. And, yes. um, so I'm going to try to pray before I lose great. it all together here. Okay. <clears throat> oh, Lord, thank you so much for this time that we've had together today to continue to dig into the parable of the seed and the soil. And God, we're just grateful for uh, your word and for the the things that you have to say to us through it. So God, I pray that you would Uh, Just continue to help us to learn, uh, to question, to and to grow uh, in this space of living in the kingdom. It's um, it's not always easy, and sometimes it feels like it's harder than others. But God, just so grateful that you're there, walking through it with us every single day, and that when we do have these questions, we can turn to you. for the growth and the and the understanding that we need. And so be with us this week, God. Help us to see you at work, uh, not only in us, but in the world around us, and, and find ways that we can join in with you in ministry uh, as we live out mm-hmm. our lives here in the kingdom as it is. So, Lord... Uh, We thank you again for this time, and we look forward to learning more uh, about the parables in the coming weeks. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you, Amanda. It was a great discussion today. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye.